Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today, we're going to talk about the Haas School of Business and most importantly, what our admitted, recently admitted Haas School of Business MBA students need to know. And to talk about this topic, I have with me Elle Wisnicki, a Haas School of Business student in the class of 2022, as well as a Haas Student Ambassador. And I also have Austin Lavin, also a class of 2022 MBA student, who's also a Haas Student Ambassador. And these are people who talk to uh, prospective and admitted uh, students all the time. Not only do they do that, but they know all things about Haas. And so we're going to talk to both of them today just about Haas, what prospective and admitted, recently admitted students need to know, and then what they're excited about with the upcoming days at Haas, which is a great opportunity for recently admitted Haas students to get to know Haas on a deeper level and hopefully enroll in and matriculate there. So I guess to get started, Elle and Austin, thank you so much for being here today. Elle, I'm going to start with you because I see your name first. I always start with a warm-up question. So before we really get into this, I would love to know from you, Mel, what did you want to be uh, when you were a kid growing up? And what was that thing that you aspired to be when you were young? Yeah, great question. So a few things all in the same area. So when I was about two years old, I asked my grandmother, who's the person that delivers babies? And she said an obstetrician, because I was obsessed with baby dolls and children. And even though I was a child and baby myself. And so when I was two to six years old, I wanted to be an obstetrician. And then that really stayed. I wanted to be a doctor of some sort, maybe a fetal surgeon. I was that child that wanted to be in healthcare, which is interesting because I'm still in healthcare. That's great. I love both of those. Austin, how about yourself? Yeah, my dream as a child was a little bit different than Elle's. I wanted to be a secret agent. I wanted to be a spy. I watched lots of the James Bond movies and read like spy thriller novels and was like really inspired by like the intrigue, the travel, the adventure. There was just something about it as like a young kid growing up in Chicago that I thought it was a really interesting like lifestyle and career and so fun and so interesting. And that's what was my dream as a child. That's awesome. I love both of those. Now that we knew what you wanted to be as a kid, we'd love to start to dig in first. We'd love to chat a little bit more about your careers and specifically your careers before business school. So Austin, let's start with you. What were you doing before business school? Yeah, it's funny how you first asked about my dream. So because it connects to what I did after I graduated from undergrad. So I graduated from undergrad from the George Washington University, class of 2017, where I majored in international affairs and Mandarin Chinese. I pursued a career in public service. I spent a good amount of time overseas in China with the Department of State and Department of Commerce. I spoke the language. And because of that, I was attractive to certain segments of our national security apparatus. So I was hired by the Department of Defense as an analyst looking at Asia Pacific affairs. And I worked in both Honolulu, Hawaii and the Northern Virginia area as an analyst for the Department of Defense. I then was able to transition to a career as a management consultant with one of the big four management consultancies because they had a public sector consultancy practice. So I advised public sector institutions regarding change management, tech implementation and design, and altogether between the government and in this big four consulting firm, I had about three years of work experience prior to coming to Haas. 
That's great. And maybe just one step further, what prompted you after doing such interesting things to go pursue an MBA? Yeah, great question. So I, during my time as a consultant, really became passionate about design and technology. I wanted to have ownership over my work. As a consultant, you really don't have that ownership. I wanted to feel like I had some sort of say in the direction of my work and was able to own it and see it come from implementation to fully being rolled out in the marketplace. And I really wanted to use more of my creative side and got exposed to product management and tech on the job as a consultant. And I was looking to really pursue that full time. And I understood that in order to make that transition from consulting to tech to design, I really needed to gain a foundational fundamental business skill set that I didn't get in my undergrad and expand my knowledge and expand my business acumen. And that's what kind of you know, drove me to business school. And in order to achieve that pivot, uh, to me, I felt like Haas was the best fit. That's great. As someone who is a, I like to call myself a retired management consultant, I can definitely relate to you on the notion of being able to own the work and own the outcomes of, of the work that you do. So thank you for sharing that. Al, how about you? I know you said you love the idea of working in kind of the health healthcare space growing up, and it sounds like you did a little bit of that, but what did you do before uh, business school? What were you working on? So funny, Al. I'm also a retired um, healthcare consultant. I'm actually a retired healthcare consultant, not just a retired management consultant, but similar to you in Austin. So when I was an undergrad, I went to Columbia and I was really passionate about public health. I soon realized that being a doctor wasn't for me. I wanted to help with access. And so during undergrad, I worked at Planned Parenthood and was really excited about bringing innovation into the clinics. However, I was told by the CFO and the CEO of Planned Parenthood, you have no business skills. You have great ideas, but you don't know how to operationalize them. Go into consulting for a few years and then get your MBA. And so here I am. So <laughs> prior to Haas, I worked at two different consulting firms. One was called IQVIA, Large Life Sciences, Pharma Biotech, worked across pharma, biotech, pricing, market research, strategy, portfolio analysis, as well as FDA clinical trials, a lot of different things across that time. And then I transitioned to a smaller firm in San Diego. The first one was in New York, smaller firm in San Diego, where I uh, was called 1798. And I launched a sickle cell disease product while I was there, which was a pretty incredible thing to do because I'm a black woman and sickle cell disease impacts African-American patients predominantly. And so that was really interesting. But during that time, I knew I wanted to go get my MBA and I knew that I was passionate about mental health as an underserved treatment area. So I was also working part-time as a mental health coach for a startup called Sibley. That was really great um, background knowledge because I thought about maybe creating my own mental health startup at one point, although I'm not doing that anymore. It was the catalyst for um, going to business school. I was really interested in entrepreneurship and had tried my hand at creating a babysitting agency as well during that time. Thanks, Al. That's really great. And I think both of you did a really awesome job giving some context to your careers as well as why you chose to go to business school. And I'm sure through the process, you got to know Haas through a variety of different uh, avenues, whether it was engaging directly with students, being able to learn about the opportunities that were there. But I would lo maybe love to start with you. Could you maybe you know share the moment when you knew that, okay, Haas is the place that I need to be. This is where I want to pursue my MBA. Yeah. So there was a few moments, several moments like that. Some were more um, official than others. So I actually had the pleasure of visiting Haas pre-pandemic. People were visiting places. So I visited in February of 2019. I was just in Oakland. I was like, you know what? I have friends at Berkeley, friends who went to Berkeley. And I actually just visited like on my own impromptu and went to an African Pan-Af, I think it's called Pan-Af party, like an event. And it was great. It was so wonderful. It wasn't official through Haas or anything like that. It was just like African students who go to Berkeley. And I just really fell in love with the Berkeley environment and the culture. 
and all of that. And so that was like that first catalyst. And then I went to an official Haas event and was so excited about the healthcare resources and entrepreneurship resources. And that was back like a year before I would end up even applying. So that's when it really started. Throughout my application journey, a lot of students and alumni really supported me through my Haas experience and understanding what Haas was, understanding more about the healthcare environment. I found that Haas had the most, most robust healthcare curriculum from the academic side outside of maybe Wharton that I was looking at. And it was really interesting. I expected more schools to have more healthcare courses. Haas also has a dual MBA and PH program. Although I didn't pursue that program, it excited me to be able to connect with students in my class who were pursuing MPHs. And then I also was just like, you know what? That entrepreneurship scene at Haas is huge. The innovation, whether it's you're going to be an entrepreneur and create your own company or work for a startup or work in tech, that really excited me as well. And just being in this innovation center that is Silicon Valley, it is the Bay Area, combined with that healthcare, it just was a no-brainer for me at that point. And I was always about 99% sure. Even when I was weighing other offers, I was about 99% sure it was going to be Haas the whole time. Thank you for sharing that. And I think the other thing, I, we all live in the Bay Area, but even now, as I think about COVID, one of the things that always was really promising and opt- gave me a sense of optimism was just to the point you made, just all of the incredible healthcare, pharma, life sciences companies that are in the Bay Area that contribute in a lot of different ways. And so I'm sure that was also potentially an added benefit in addition to all the things that you just mentioned, particularly within the healthcare track. Austin, I want to give you a chance to answer the same question. We'd love to know from you, were there any opportunities or moments in particular where you realized, oh man, I really need to go to Haas. This is the place for me to be. Yeah, there's definitely a couple. So I knew wanting to make that technology pivot, I needed a school that had those connections, had those inroads, had those relationships and have the solid alumni base that I could leverage in order to pivot my career from a you know, background in public sector management consulting to one that was more tech design focused. So quickly, Haas grabbed my attention. And my MBA journey to Haas is definitely atypical. I applied in what was called round three extended, what I jokingly call the COVID round. This was in 2020 when there was massive disruption to the MBA application business cycle. And many schools were extending their deadlines. And I applied quite late to Haas. And what really crystallized Haas as a school for me was how responsive everyone was. I never had the opportunity to visit Haas. I never visited Berkeley. I didn't really know California. It was a really shot in the dark. But I reached out to alumni and current students via LinkedIn or via email. And each time I reached out, I would always get a response. And for me, that was rare because I you know, was looking at other business schools and I would reach out on LinkedIn or give them a call or give them an email. And I wouldn't always get a response back. And the fact that Hasis always responded to me and always got back to me and not only would share their insight and their information, but would like bring me into their network and connect me with others. For me, that crystallized what was really important to me, which was a sense of community and a sense of belonging. So it was the combination of Haas's innate strength in tech and design, as well as the solid culture that I felt via kind of the responsiveness of Haas students via my reaching out on LinkedIn, that for me really crystallized that, hey, Haas is really the place for me. Thanks for sharing that. And one thing I really love about that is that, as you mentioned, there's a lot of great traditional channels to engage with the school, but you also mentioned LinkedIn and taking, being proactive and using that as a channel to better engage with schools, I think is an underrated a thing that applicants can use. But the other thing that you touched on, Austin, and I want to go a little bit deeper on this, is you talked a little bit about the Haas community and just that notion of community. And I would love to maybe hear a little bit from you about what are some examples of the values of the Haas community? And maybe as a follow-up to that, is there someone you've really seen, whether it's a classmate, whether it's a professor, 
or just another employee or administrator who's really embodied, you know, what those values are? Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, community was very important. There's lots of fantastic MBA programs out there, really fantastic programs that do a wide variety of things and have wide variety of benefits. But I'd say Haas is unique in the fact that it's a values-driven school. Haas has what it, what it calls its defining leadership principles, these four principles that really permeate every aspect of the curriculum. And it's not just a lip service when they say these four core values, they're defining leadership principles. They actually mean it and it manifests itself in, in the student body, in the curriculum, in the academics, and the clubs. It's really part of the experience and kind of example that really clearly in, in my mind manifests this kind of Haas student culture is that I had to take a flight back home due to a family emergency. And I live in Berkeley and you know SFO is about a 30, 40 minute ride away. And I offhand, you know, mentioned to my friend, oh yeah, I've got this red eye flight. It's a family emergency. I have to call an Uber. Like it's going to be so irritating. I just like venting to him. And then later that day, he's like, hey, like I can drive you. And I, you know, when I told him that I didn't know how to take this Uber, I wasn't looking for sympathy or looking for any help. I was just talking to a friend and this guy, he willingly woke up at like 6 a.m. to pick me up from my house and drive me to the airport. And that really correlated with the Haas student value beyond yourself. He really went beyond himself to help me, a friend. He didn't have to do that. I had no expectation, you know, that he would do that. I was fully prepared to take a cab or take an Uber at 6 a.m. But this guy picked me up, dropped me off at the airport, said that he wishes everything's okay back home. And then when I, you know, was at home for a little while and came back, he also picked me up from the airport and drove me back to my place in Berkeley. So for me, that was like just a really clear example of like the student community really going beyond themselves and helping one another in a wide variety of facets, whether it's helping me to get the airport, helping fellow students move in, move furniture, pick things up. I feel like the Haas community is really in it together, especially given the fact that we're one of the smallest in terms of class sizes for a top 10 MBA program. I love that example. And I, I, I definitely can see how that really brings to light the beyond yourself defining leadership principle. Elle, how about you? Is there something that really to you embodies the this notion of community? And the same question, is there an experience you had or has someone really been a good kind of role model or example of, of really embodying those values? Yeah, there are several. Definitely relate to what Austin was saying. One that comes to mind directly because I'm very involved with the diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives here at Haas. I think are the way in which people of all backgrounds, whether they're allies to a community or they're from that specific racial identity, people really care about advancing innovation in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space here at Haas. And I think that speaks to community in a really strong way. I know that top MBAs are consistently trying to recruit more and more students of color, students from underrepresented backgrounds, which is great. And I've really seen this at Haas here. I'm a consortium fellow as well as I'm in the race inclusion initiative. And I consistently see people from allied racial identities speaking up and speaking out and making a difference and doing that work. Right now, we're doing this project where we're surveying other top business schools. And it's been really incredible to see what other business schools are doing and how Haas is excited, how Haas students are excited about bringing those ideas and making them specific to Haas, specific to things that they've seen at Haas already and like what would work 
in the context of our community here. So that's one big way I've really seen that difference. And I also see it embodied by our admissions staff here at Haas as well, and our diversity, equity, and inclusion office with Alida Bautista. She's the the, um, director there. So I've just been really excited about that as something I care about as a Black woman, as a woman who cares about society in general and our community. And then the, the second thing I'll say is just piggybacking off of that and some things that Austin said, people are so open and supportive here. I feel like the as close as possible to my authentic self and really share some things that are very deep and personal that affect me because we bring our whole selves to our business society. Like I bring every day, I bring all of my stuff with me to whatever professional pursuits I'm pursuing. And it's really hard to disconnect your personal self from your professional self. And here at Haas, I feel like it's encouraged to be your full self. For example, I work in the mental health and wellness side of healthcare, and that is something that's so emphasized here. And I really see our MBAA, which is the student government, they started a wellness week, for example, as well as students have started a a wellness club and other things like that. And that's becoming more and more common and more and more talked about. And so maybe I'm biased in that space, but I've just been so excited to see that people really care about each other and people are going through real stuff, real life stuff and real long-term stuff, it's not shied away from. It's actually encouraged to talk about how you're doing and how you're feeling, and and no one shrugs at that. And I've the MBA, is, it's hard. People know, right? It's a journey. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon, and it's hard. And without that, I don't know that I would be able to thrive, especially since I have some very interesting and diverse like professional goals. And so being someone who's off the beaten path a little bit, it's even more helpful, in my opinion, that I don't get judged for my kind of interesting or off the beaten path goals in life. I think that's a wonderful example. And I think both of the examples that you shared, I also do think to the particular nature of the fact that it is a smaller program. And I, I do really love how both of you really gave examples of of how the fact that it is so small, it really shows and showcases the ability for you all to build uh, relationships and, and deep and meaningful relationships where you can really get to know people, but as well as um, you can you know, be your full self. So I think those are really great examples. Elle, I want to go back to you for a second. Obviously, this has you know, been a challenging year for all of us, but I also presume that business school has also been a really great experience in so many ways as well. I mean, if you could pick maybe your favorite experience so far this year, what would it be and why? Great question. There's a few, but one jumps to mind. So I shared back earlier what I, and I think Austin said this as well. What I love about Haas is the student community. Wow, do I love our students here. They've helped me get through a lot. I have like informal student mentors here who are in the second year class and alumni mentors as well. We have a formal alumni mentorship program, but the alumni are just so supportive. So I came to Haas, let's get some context. I came to Haas to create a mental health crisis startup and decided very quickly that being a founder might not be for me right now. And that's okay. Although there are a lot of founders here at Haas, which is wonderful. I was different and I maybe just, it didn't work for my personal set of skills. And so I had this moment in November of my first semester where I was feeling like, wow, I need a break. I need something different. And I started just like going into nature, going hiking, going climbing, running around in creeks, jumping on rocks, playing with animals, volunteering with animals as well, going to farms. And I feel like I I found myself there and soon realized, wow, I actually want that to be my life. I came to the MBA and MBAs have these very traditional tech and consulting and sustainable development and social impact. There's these like buckets. And I no longer felt like I fit into one of those buckets and was questioning, why am I getting an MBA? I want to do something completely different now. 
And I had a call. This is where the exciting moment comes in. I had a call with a second year student. His name is Akon. He is wonderful. He's very involved in entrepreneurship. He's been my entrepreneurship mentor. His um, startup is doing very well. And he helped me really like he had a deep conversation with me that went on for much longer than the allotted time. And he was like, oh, that's beautiful. Let's figure out how each of your semesters here at Haas can be focused on a different priority and value of yours that you can figure out what parts of your new ideas feel good and maybe which ones don't work and how to pursue them. And so he helped me take this big, scary pivot and break it down into bite-sized pieces based on his experience. And what was the most empowering thing is he made me feel okay about it. He made me feel like it's fine that you want to do something different. That's wonderful. Let's help you do that. And it wasn't just him. There's, I, I was having a call with an alumni about a fellowship I was applying to. And I was like, let me just pause and, and regroup. I want to tell you something a little weird. I want to create a wellness center. It's, I don't know how to do that through an MBA. He's, oh my God, actually, my sister is a yoga instructor. My mom's done this. We have event planning. Like, let me help you. Like, we, we have some farmland. Like, maybe you can come check it out, see what it looks like. And it, it's not just one person here at Haas. So many people here at Haas have these like diverse backgrounds that you wouldn't have even guessed underneath that surface of whatever their LinkedIn might say. Even during uh, days at Haas this last weekend, admitted students weekend, like students, were, like admitted students were sending me interesting ideas when I shared my background and bio. And so I don't know what it is. Like Haas just really attracts people who have such interesting backgrounds and truly want to help. It's truly that beyond yourself principle that Austin had mentioned earlier. Thank you for sharing that. That's such a wonderful story. And I love how you were able to articulate and bring to life uh, some of the diverse backgrounds of some of the people that you've met in addition to sharing your favorite experience. But Austin, I want to turn over to you for a second. What about you? What has been your favorite experience so far? Yeah, it's a cop-out answer to say the entire MBA, but I'm going to have to say that I feel like coming into Haas, really the MBA program, I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what the academics were going to be like. I didn't know what, what the social scene was going to be like. I didn't know what the career search was going to be like. So I really approached the MBA with an open mind, fully willing to see how the experience would pan out. And I really enjoy every aspect of it. The MBA is more than just the classes. The MBA is really two years to find yourself, refine who you are, refine your career hypothesis, and really explore what you're passionate about. It's similar to, you know, to what Elle did. And I really feel like each part of the MBA has satisfied me in different ways. I really feel like I've been pushed and grown as an individual through our fantastic instructors as part of our core curriculum, as well as the elective classes I've been able to take. On top of that, I feel like I've been exposed to some fantastic fellow students. I feel like Hazis are interesting and interested in different things. There's no one type of student who comes to Haas. People come from all different walks of life. And for me, that's so enriching to have on a daily basis because Prior to Haas, I came from a given kind of sector. I came from the national security space in government, and that was often a type of person. And I felt like it was just a bunch of cookie-cutter people who were all the same. But coming to Haas, it is completely different in that you have people who have pursued different career journeys, are passionate about different things and have different interests. And that diversity in terms of background and passion, for me, has been extremely stimulating and extremely interesting. And then on top of academics and my fellow uh, students, the career search has been one of introspection and growth as well, where I've been able to connect with alumni who are at different companies I'm interested in, really able to pick their brain regarding what it's like to work at Google, Facebook, Amazon, or so on and so forth. So 
it's really for me the entire MBA. It's such a unique experience. It's difficult to put in words what the MBA experience is because every step along the way and every facet of the MBA journey, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you for that. So one of the things uh, and one of the reasons why I brought you both on this podcast is to because of the fact that you both are HSA or HSA, so Haas student ambassadors, and as such. You, you talk to a lot of prospective students, you talk to a lot of admitted students, would love to know what are some questions maybe that prospective and admitted, recently admitted students should be thinking about or asking themselves uh, before they sign on that dotted line and sign up for uh, matriculating in an MBA program. And Austin, since we're chatting right now, let's start with you on that question. Yeah, I think MBAs should really be asking themselves when coming to Haas, really any business schools, why do you want to get the MBA? What is your purpose of getting the MBA? What's your target? What's your goal? Because at least for Haas, and this is probably present for many other schools, you really hit the ground running day one. Recruitment for consulting and tech and finance and investment banking starts right away. And so exploring your career, that is totally cool. But I would encourage people, come into business school with an idea of what you're interested or something to pursue because that will give you the left and right boundary and the roadmap to navigate the MBA process. And it just makes it easier and less stressful when you come in with an idea of how you want to handle the MBA. Because I know some who came in the MBA not really having any sort of idea of what exactly they wanted to do. And they were able to eventually find what that purpose was, but it took a lot of effort, a lot of soul searching, and it wasn't easy. So if you can come into the MBA with a clear idea regarding what you want out of the program, it will help you with time management because time management is key. There's an opportunity cost of everything in the MBA. And if you know what you want out of the program, then you can manage your time better, navigate the process better, and be able to decide what opportunity costs you're able to stomach and those that you don't want to stomach. And that will help you as you go through the MBA because there's lots of opportunities, lots of kind of things you can do. The MBA is pick your own adventure. But if you can have that end goal in sight of what you want, you can navigate that adventure in a way that's seamless, enjoyable, and not stressful. I think that's great advice. El, how about you? You know, Same thing, same question. Uh, you talk to a lot of prospective students, talk to a lot of admitted students. What things they should they be thinking about or considering before they make a decision? Yeah, I just want to piggyback off of one thing that Austin said, which I, I Austin, I loved what you said. And then I'll expand on a, three key questions that I like to tell admitted students or prospective students. The first one, just off of what Austin said in terms of that time management and priorities. So I'm a Forte fellow and I had the privilege of having a session with my fellow Forte members. It's a fellowship for women going to business school. And we actually had a prioritization session where, like Austin was saying, we looked at our values and our goals and we ranked them and figured out, okay, what's the most important? What can maybe wait until a little bit longer? And just journaled about it. And so I, I completely agree with what Austin was saying and finding maybe a, a group to do that with, other people you trust, a formalized kind of way to do that before you get choose which school you're going to will really help map out maybe where you want to be, what school you want to be at. And that'll bring me to those three topics that I like to think about in terms of what admitted students should be thinking about when they are choosing a school. Such a challenging question. I would really say, first and foremost, your classmates. I know we talk about community and culture a lot, so I promise I'll get to industry and career. But who are the kind of people that you want to be around? What are the kinds of things they're pursuing? How will you learn from these people? Are the people who are already at these programs 
who will be the second years? Are they people who could be your mentors? You can see yourself talking to. Are you inspired by these people? Are they going to help you move the needle on your career and personal goals? So that's first and foremost to me is the people because you're learning from your classmates all day and night. Everyone is learning from each other. So that to me is number one. And thinking about when you're going to different, you know, coffee shops with fellow admitted students or are the people in your first year class or those the people that you're going to, you're going to be in the same cohorts as them in the same classes and the core curriculum. So are those the type of people that, that you are excited to learn with? And the number two, really consider if your program has the resources for the industry that you are interested in, whether that's extracurriculars, classes, accelerators, incubators, initiatives, centers of excellence, different tracks. I know all different schools have different ways they, they name these things, but does your school have that? Because it is really, it's really an uphill battle if the school doesn't have those resources. Yes, you can create your own journey. It's, I've seen many people do it, but it's harder and it's more time consuming. So if you want to be in an environment that already has fellow people working on the things that you want to be working on in terms of that, I where Austin talked about like that idea, you don't have to know exactly what you want to do. Pivots are beautiful, but just that starting point. So does your school have that? I noticed some schools didn't have a healthcare curriculum, for example. And so that really helped me weed out that decision. And then finally, this is a tricky one, but where makes you feel good? What location and what makes you feel good from a personal and career perspective? We talk a lot about how the Bay Area is that center for entrepreneurship. It makes it so much easier if you want to go into startups or entrepreneurship if you're already in the Bay Area. It's not an end-all be-all, but it does make it easier from a career perspective. On the flip side, where do you want to be from a personal perspective? So I'm someone who loves warm weather and the outdoors. And as we talk about, the MBA is wonderful, but it can also be hard in making sure you're somewhere where you can do those things you love to do. I'm speaking to the Bay Area. On the East Coast, there's certain activities people love to do as well, but I can only speak to where I'm at right now. Like, I know I love nature and I've lived in five different cities and I knew that being in California would be where I can be out in nature more often on those weekends and make that easier for me. And I wouldn't discount that where the where you want to be, what hobbies you like to do, and where are those easy to do, and what are those activities that'll make you feel good so you can get through some really exciting growth and learning that you're going to be doing that may also be tiring sometimes, just to be real. So those are the three things. I'll sum them up. It was who you want to be with. It was where you want to be as number three. And number two, out of order a little bit here, number two um, was industry and career resources. Uh, Thank you for sharing those. I think those are three great questions. And just like a really good consultant, you stuck to the rule of three. So much appreciated there. Last question for you, and certainly give Austin a chance to answer this as well. I think you both are involved with Days at Haas. Tell us a little bit about it. What are you excited about? And what are you looking forward to? Yeah, great question. So Days at Haas was this weekend for us. Well, it's actually going on right now, which is awesome. And what's been really great was that we as the HSAs, we decided to be really intentional and set goals and priorities. And so each day had a different theme. And so if you're someone who wasn't able to attend, these will be the recordings will be available online as well. So when you're watching the different sessions, think about each day as like, okay, there's a community day, there's a career and resources day, there's those specific intentions. And think about your specific intentionality, as we talked about, like, what's going to help you make that decision, right? There's a million pros and cons of each of the schools you might be considering, but what are those main pros and cons? And what do you need to do to figure out what those are for you. And what was really exciting, I always think is the alumni panel. You're going to be an alumni for longer than you're going to be a student. And as much as it matters these two years, it also matters what kind of community of alumni do you want to be in? 
Are they people doing the kinds of things you want to be doing? Are they involved? Are they global? What are they doing? And then also, I think another really great session is always the like leadership and values or like DEI type sessions as well. Those sessions are really great because they can help you think a little bit deeper because you as a business leader are going to have to make a leadership ethical diversity decisions for the rest of your career. And so figuring out if uh, that school that you're choosing is a place where you can do that can just, to me, make such a difference. Austin, how about you? Same question. What are you excited about for Days at Haas? Yeah, so it's much the same as Elle said. We were really intentional with this Days at Haas, really rethinking what that structure could be like. Why do we hold Days at Haas? And what do we want students to take away from attending these four days uh, of welcoming them to the Haas community? So for me, I was really pleased with kind of the candor that we approach these sensing sessions and all the different kind of panel discussions that we had where we wanted to be authentic and genuine and really portray Haas as it is to really give students an authentic feeling of what it's like to attend at Haas. Because many people may have not had visited Haas before, don't really know much about it, or just coming to the table with different kind of expectations or impressions of Haas. So we really wanted to give an honest and true level set of the academics of you know, the financing of student life and housing, of the career center, these different facets that made up the MBA. So I was just really pleased with and excited by over these past couple of days and currently regarding the candor um, and honesty and authenticity of days at Haas. Because for me, you know, as a current uh, student first year at Haas, I actually never got to go to days at Haas. I got admitted so late in the year that I attended Haas without much information and was walking in blind. And looking at this kind of retrospectively, being able to attend Days at Haas, I am so pleased to see how well this has gone because I would have benefited so much as a student from this Days at Haas, just given the approach that we took as HSAs to be authentic, to be genuine, to be informative, and really give students the space they need to ask those kind of personal questions about Berkeley prior to perhaps committing. So for me, it was really gratifying to see as a student who really would have benefited from such a program last year. I think that's great. And I love the intentionality and thoughtfulness you both and the rest of your team have put into really making sure that Days at Haas could be something that really helps your prospective and admitted students make the right decision for them. Elle and Austin, it's been great chatting with you on the MBA Insider podcast. Thanks so much for coming on to talk about your journey to Haas, what makes Haas a great place, and your advice uh, to prospective and admitted students who are considering Haas or any other MBA program for that matter. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.